with Dr. Jessica Rose and Mr. Matthew Crawford. And uh, so, so today is Thursday, March 24th, 2022. We did our last episode, I don't know, like like a month ago. Um, in terms of everything we talked about last time, which like last time we started with various data and ended with quantum computing and AI. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi. Killing the world, I imagine we'll, probably, we'll go on some sort of uh, we'll go on some sort of fever dream. Hi, kitty. And uh, mm-hmm. so, with Ferris data, though, since our last episode, the CDC's come out and said that they did a whoopsie, and that they uh, said that far uh, many more kids died than actually died. And um, who's the uh, and Doctor Walensky has come out, I think, two weeks ago, saying. Uh, saying that the public uh, misunderstood the science. They thought it was black and white, and the reality is the science is gray and that the vaccines couldn't possibly be a single uh, solution for everyone, which is weird because I thought that's what they've been saying at the threat of kicking you off a platform if you disagree for the last 24 months. But apparently, I don't know that. Dr. Rose, your thoughts on this? Was that in reference to COVID deaths, that they had the coding error, the coding or was error. it VAERS deaths? That's coding. Um, that's coding. coding. Right. Yeah. Coding error. Yeah. <laughs> I, Is that code for something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's code for we're fucked. Yeah. What are you? Yeah. So, you know, Walensky is just a classic uh, example of someone who. I don't know. She can't answer a question properly and she kind of struggles um, to give like cohesive answers to any kind of question, which is bizarre because she's the director of the CDC. It's just, uh, it's, it's kind of inexplicable. Yeah. Right. You would think you would want somebody to, to focus on having what they're saying be understood when they stop talking. So in, in that, in that position in particular. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. It seems. Well, she's not as bad as Kamala. Yeah. The West East and the, and the time and it's every day. It's time, it's time for us to do what we've been doing all along. And that time, and that is, time every is every day, Tommy. What the? What kind of? That sounds like some shit you say in like, like twelfth grade when you're like too high in your friend's basement and their parents come down and they're like, "Tommy, where do you want to go to college?" You're like, "I want to do the academics in the way that I always have been." And eyes. that's every day. <laughs> that's every day. And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, why does the basement smell like pot? And that, that, but that's kind of the answer you'd give. Um, Matthew, your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I, I think that we are living in a show, basically. And it, it feels obvious. And I, I, I wish I could understand how obvious it is to how many people. But it's, it's one giant show, at the moment, and there's always been an element of show. There's always been certain facets of our governance of you know of the world that's been sort of reality TV esque, but that's been amplified so much recently. 
And it, it, we've seen this huge revolution of leadership. And, and I, I don't know how much this has to do with it or whether it was something where people were just getting out of the way before it started. But, you know, right, right before the pandemic, we had this uh, enormous wave of retirements of CEOs, senior staff in, uh, in government in, in, in certain positions, people who are not necessarily, you know, in the spotlight. But, um, you know, I, I, I wonder if they, they were just getting out of the way. Didn't the Biden administration just, I think I saw yesterday, just hired a bunch of lawyers and apparently it's in anticipation of, uh, of, uh, vaccine lawsuits. Yeah. Against, uh, for children, children with myocarditis. Yeah. So why would they even need to hire lawyers then if they're, if that's, isn't that kind of built into warp speed though, is that they, they're all immune? Well, um, they're immune. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jessica. No, I was just going to say um, the 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 in, in order for something to even get EUA, um, a, what's that word? Um, approval. Author- yeah. yeah, authorization. Thank you. Emergency use authorization. It's in the word. They're the acronym. Um, you need to have a product if you're talking about a, a vaccine or a biological that it that has been proven to be at least fifty percent efficacious. And I think these things for the kids, the data shows that they're 37. So they don't meet that approval. So if these things get turned over and put into kids, then that's illegal right there. And they probably know that. So that could be a reason why they're lawyering up. Matthew? Also, if there is any fraud in the process, those protections go away. Right? Right. So... Uh, it, and, and we're seeing we're seeing a lot of actions that certainly look like the attempt to push the possibility of fraud away. Uh, and in fact, I, I'm, I'm involved in in one now that <laughs> that's just sort of jaw droppingly huge, which is that it looks like the DoD um, likely manipulated data before um, you know prior to you know what, what we're we know about the DMED story um, prior to what Rince knew at the time in during the January 25th hearing with uh, Senator Johnson. Um, I, I backtracked the data and went back to, to early 2021, and I think I found the point where the data changed. Wow. Is there anything – can you let on to any of that, or is that – Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Rince has, has – um, put out a press release and I wrote an article on it so I can begin to talk about it now. I can't talk about everything, sure. but, um, but yeah, uh, the data had already been changed. The historical data had been changed as of the May 1st, uh, 2021. Uh, I think, I think they're called, um, monthly surveillance medical reports or medical surveillance monthly reports. I can't remember MSMR. So the, you know, these are published every month, once a year, there's a summary of all the ambulatory and hospitalization data for all the major diagnostic categories categorized by ICD-10, which is a billing code, but it's a good way to categorize certain forms of medical data. And um, and you look at these, and um, from the 2019 report or the 2021 report, which uh, that was the last time 2016 and 2018 were reported on, the, the numbers for all, all the 2016, 2018 numbers just jumped, an average of like 13.5%. Wow. And, and that looks to me like the kind of jump you would want to lay down in order to mask safety signals. And the DOD is one of the partners of the entire CDC's um, uh, system for, you know, passive pharmacovigilance uh, for, you know, looking for safety signals. So mm-hmm. it, looks, it looks to me like in April of 2021, they panicked and said, we have to, we have to elevate the past numbers because, you know, 
that's that's easier and, and we're less likely to get caught maybe than changing the current numbers. So right. now, the hospitalization reports didn't seem to change. The ambulatory reports jumped up 13 and a half percent. And uh, and it's not uniform by category. And when you drill down, it's not uniform by ICD code. Uh, it you know it the more you look at the data, the more suspicious it looks. But that's out now, so you know it feels pretty gigantic. What day was that in April? Do you have the exact date? No, I, I I did my best to estimate it. I think I suspect that there was a partition. Right. Uh, I'm I'm not going to talk any further on that one. <laughs> Noted. No worries. Noted. Um, all right. Well, I confirmed that using VAERS data because my role in this whole uh, thing was to um, to complement what uh, Matthew and everyone else was finding within the DOD data with what we were saying in VAERS because there were like uh, quite a number of military reports in VAERS. So you 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 click them off or you check them off by, um, it's a column called V admin by, so vaccine administered by, and it would be, be by a military staff. So that would be within the military context. So all of those reports that were filed within VAERS were from the military uh, data. So the let's say you plot uh, six years back. I don't know if you saw these DOD charts. They, they went six years back and the data kind of looked like this before they changed it. And then it, they normalized everything to like this crazy 2000, sorry, this is 2021 and this is the last five years. So they normalized all the data in the in the botched data set. So it looks like this, which is a really dumb idea. So if you look at VAERS, it's exactly the same scene. By the way, um, I, I don't think that that chart was done correctly. And I which think one? we should stop advertising it. The one where um, where the, uh, the okay. ambulatory reports jumped by a factor of like 10. I think that okay. that was actually, I, I think that that was actually a mistake. Um, that was putting... Um, I think that was putting um, first occurrence reports with all occurrence reports. Right. Um, whereas uh, in the MSMR, you could see that those past numbers were at like 19 million. So it was more like apples to apples. Um, oh, okay. it, it, like I, I've redone, I've redone that, but like, uh, and, and I'll probably be releasing it pretty soon. Um, and my, uh, at a Substack article four or five articles ago where I, I did a line chart to kind of show the way that it had gone, um, but it was only recently that we had full 2021 data. Uh, and if you if you'd taken the 2021 data at the time, it would have looked about the same. But now we've had a complete year. Any, anyway, um, it, it, it'll get a little bit complicated. But but none of those charts could have been correct, partially because the the database had been manipulated, but not set back up right. Is what I think happened. I think the right. database wasn't set back up right. And then there were a couple of instances where I think all occurrence and first occurrence was were confused, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll sort all that out. Um, but it, it doesn't look good for the DOD. Uh, you know, they, they really don't have a good explanation as to why the data changed at this critical moment, you know, right before May 1st, 2021. So neither of those charts, uh, Matthew were correct. No. Wow. Yeah, and I've been, and and this is so complicated too because once everybody gets charts in their hands, it's hard to steer everybody away from it. Yes, because right? visuals um, are powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what it's going to look like, I think, is that um, you know, twenty twenty one, it's elevated on the whole, but to right. really like large elevations, you have to drill down, 
right? It, it's like, you know, if you have an elevation of 15% on the whole, you're going to have elevations of, you know, 1% in some category and then 60 That's right. another. So mm-hmm. I, I'm trying, I'm trying to sort it all out. Matthew, have you been Right. So that? in deaths and fares, it looks like this for the military, like five years ago, five years, it was That's really true. And then like deaths in 2021, it's, I think it's, uh, don't quote me on this. I think it's like 137, which is really an unusually high number of deaths reported by the military into VARES. It's really, really significantly higher in 2021. So, you know, well, it's nice to hear that that's what uh, it's still reflected in those charts. But yeah, it's, it's amazing to me because my line of thinking and my approach uh, to try and like help with whatever I could do was either this one is correct or this one is correct. And either way, it's not looking good for them. So it's even worse now because neither is correct. <laughs> it's like, wow. And I, yeah, anyway, wow, what a story. And it's not a story. It's our yeah. life. And, and the story is going to get deeper and deeper too. Um, I found out yesterday, at least I, yeah, I was told this by a Lieutenant Colonel, um, that uh, the data in the DMSS seems to be shipped out to Israel, to a foreign nation. Uh, before it comes back in the form that it is then entered into DMED. No way. That, and what that, do you think happens in, in Israel to the data? Who knows? But like there's, I, you know, I don't know who this company is, but um, uh, yeah, I just found out about this yesterday. So I'm going to go through and read as much documentation as I can. But, um, but this company that has like a, you know, $100 billion annual uh, <laughs> contract to run this database. And, and, and I don't know, maybe maybe it's um, anonymization of the data, but I don't see why you don't have an American company. Like, it, it seems to me like never, ever, ever schedule this data to go outside the United States. Damn straight. Sure. So, like, they're all, they're all kinds of weird facets to this. And then uh, one of the whistleblowers, I, this story just weirder and weirder. Um, I, I've got to share this one with you, Jessica. Uh, one of the whistleblowers was on the stand in, in Florida in, a, in another case, and uh, she was testifying about the, the DMED data, and uh, one of the lawyers on the other side hands her this four-page sheet that says it, it, there's an explanation for the glitch on it, by the way, and, and I'm pretty sure the explanation is wrong, but this four-page um, affidavit, it's unsigned by anyone, Right. Like that, that's totally inappropriate. It should never happen. Uh, it should never happen. But it's not admissible in court. In court. Right. The judge admonished the other side for not even having brought an expert witness. Right. So, but they had handed this to to Dr. Long and they were like, you know, this is the real explanation. You know, you're, you're wrong here. Here's this thing that says what the actual numbers are. And, 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 and granted, like the, the numbers that, that she was querying, weren't right not it wasn't her fault right i mean they, they had they had botched the database i think that they manipulated the database and that there was like a flaw left and and, and i can't explain that now i've, I've got to hold on to that for now but um you know so you know the, not all the numbers that they presented um were correct but yeah. but the the person who hands this to her you know does so without without any kind of explanation as to what happened with the MSMR in May, right? And I think that they know. I think, you know, they, I think they know damn well that that the data was manipulated back then. And that's why they're they're keeping all the chain of evidence actually cut off. So like yeah. I, like have we ever seen this in American history? Like the military acting like, hey, we're we're just we're we're not even gonna have anybody where the buck stops. You know, th- these are blank pieces of paper. You can't know where they're coming from. 
You know, that's exactly the point. And that's what I just said on Dell. I was just on Dell Big Tree. <laughs> Shout out. Um, Shout out. That's the problem with this. That's the problem with the the stock market, or I'm sorry, the housing market crash in 20, uh, 2007. The stopgap people are not doing their job. It's like the risk uh, assessors in, in the case of the financial crash, they were the stopgap. They're the ones that say, these aren't worth anything. We're not going to give this a 95% rating and, and blah, blah, blah. They, they caused the whole thing, if you ask me. And now we have the same thing happening where the FDA is the stopgap. Like they're the ones who are supposed to be protecting us from the pharma companies because the pharma companies aren't here to make you healthy people. They're here to make money. That's their model. And they, the, Pfizer itself, who we all know is in charge of one of these mRNA products, has paid out the most in, in, uh, in, in suing money. It's like $2.3 billion or $3.2 billion. I can't remember exactly, but they've paid the most out for, for having, you know, being sued by people who had bad responses to their drugs or their, their, their products. So, like, we need, we need medical regulators. We need these people to be doing their jobs, and they're not. And that's why we're in this crisis now, which is only going to grow you know, instead of a housing market crash, we're going to have a human physical being crash. Like, to be frank, I mean, I don't know how extensive this is going to be, but it doesn't look like. Uh... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It doesn't look good from the data when you incorporate the underreporting factor. You know what I mean? It's like, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. It's bloody people need to do their jobs. Did you all see that thing? from like a couple weeks ago where it was like AstraZeneca and J&J are like teaming. There's like some tweet from the Johnson and Johnson account. And it was like, we're teaming together to create a new MRNA. They're creating a new MRNA product to treat like myocarditis. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh God, we're gonna give you a headache and then sell you a yeah. drug for yeah, it. No, but seriously, that's 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 Dick Cheney opening like a mental health institute after like the Iraq War to deal with PTSD. It's like Jesus, dude. There's no depths. There's no depths. But Matthew, you were about to say something before I rudely cut you off. Oh, I I, I don't know. I was I, I don't even remember what I was gonna say. But um, yeah, I um. <laughs> What, what, we, what we have in leadership is clearly something that is going in some kind of a, uh, a direction. There is some kind of an event that is being worked, right? Like this level, this, you know, this level of paving everything over one level and then again and again and again. Um, this is not even the mortgage bond crisis. This is like, you know, two levels beyond that, right? Because of, of all the lies that were told, um, it never got, it, you know, we, we never had people sort of dragged out and had their 
careers ruined for telling the truth. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. I, I can think of one person, but right. you know, not, not for the most part. Um, yeah, the, the DOD is involved in so much right now. Um, I, I'm not I'm not even sure that the medical side of this will be as large as the financial side of all this when all is said and done. In yeah. fact, I, I think that the financial side is larger. I think that we have this giant financial collapse coming, and I have worried that the pandemic was sort of um, you know organized to be like this, um, partially as a way to get out from under you know the the craziness of the financial world. Um, there's clearly a currency war that has been going on between the U.S., Russia, China, and everybody else who was trying to figure out how to play the post-mortgage bond collapse world. Um, but then, uh, you know, the, it, when the world, when the supply lines begin to collapse, um, a lot of fiat currencies become worth less. And even if they all become worth less, the dollar becomes worth more because everybody else's fiat currency is feeding into it as sort of a, a rush to stability, a flight to quality is the phrase usually used. Um, but where does that go? It looks like it looks like all that points back to the DOD too. Um, Catherine Austin Fitz pointed out, hey, the DOD had $20 trillion handed to it by the Federal Reserve from 1998 to 2015. Um, you know, meanwhile, we see like $6 trillion extra dollars of investment capital show up in China. We see the U.S. get out of Iraq, Iraq and China walk in. Like what? What is going on with that play? What is going on with the DoD? What is going on with with you know the entire state of governance in the world? So I, I think that it's all part of the same thing, and that's why it's going levels deeper than than we could ordinarily ordinarily um, you know take in. There's like mm-hmm. this is there's a quote crazy. I saw that was like the end the end of the war on terror. You're watching a master level. This is from March 19th. You're watching a master level Ponzi scheme. The end of the war on terror was laundered out through the 2020 crash. The 2020 crash got laundered through COVID bailouts. COVID bailouts got laundered through inflation. Inflation uh, gets laundered through the war in Ukraine. The war and its effect on the globe will be laundered through uh, laundered through climate change and the perps walk. It seems like it's one big ching 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 just diffuse out into the atmosphere and no one knows who did it but it's so quick yeah right the 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 rate of change is is increasing rapidly you know if it wasn't there are so many guests i interview that i always fear it's going to get me killed and i think it might actually be you two not not dr (laughs) not the cia guys not the guys that construct the nuclear weapons I'm starting to think it's this. I think this is where I get my head blown off. So thank you, Dr. Rose and Matthew, for that. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> we'll go down together, brothers in arms. Brothers think, in arms! I don't think you have a choice. I think you are. I think we all go down together. It's good. I don't think it's just me. Um, but so, Matthew, do you think that's that's what it is? You said that you think the financial side is going to be far larger. Because that's a good point, right? Oh, wait, we all know that. Right, all the bankers walked. Nothing really happened. There was some reform, but for the most part, all the guys, all the CEOs, they're just fine. Right, not a single one went to jail. There's never been what we're seeing now, where like a Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, Joe Rogan, they're getting just pulled pulled through the mud. Right, to me, that does. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of. It does seem like they're. I mean, that you would that would just lead one to imagine that this isn't the normal. Uh, this isn't the normal upper class fucking you kind of thing. It seems like this is something much bigger. 
Yeah, and and I've tried to have. Um, I feel like uh, they are also being having a few people speak in their ears who are misguiding them. Um, yeah. I, I worry about that, uh, and I don't know. I I, I see misdescription of, of a lot of the problems, and it, it's it's just too difficult. You can't get everybody in the room long enough. You, know, you have these two domains. The world is, is chopped up into all these specialists, right? And they live in this big maze. We all live in this big maze where the more we specialize in an area, the more we know our domain of the maze, but you can't know yeah. the whole maze. There's just not enough time. You can't. So when you begin to see the, the, the conspiracy theory in, in your realm, um, you can talk to it with about 10% of the people in your realm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe like 70% of the people are just totally brainwashed. You can talk with 10% at least. Uh, but if, if you go to another realm and you start talking with them there about about what you see in your realm, they all think you're crazy, even though you're actually the expert. When you have these two big realms, medicine and finance, and the people telling the truth over here are being viewed as conspiracy theorists by everyone here. People telling the truth over here are being viewed as conspiracy theorists by everyone here. It is very, very difficult to get an intersection in order to construct the kind of reality that you would need in order to make um, fruitful moves. Fruity fruit loops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what is the what is the big enchilada what is the what is the big conspiracy that they're all kind of meeting together in, right kitty hi kitty hey hello people that are listening to this and not watching just think we're insane because every 10 minutes you just hear hi kitty no. There's a big fat orange kitty in Matthew's nap. Hello. I, I usually close the door, but I ran into my office and he, yeah. he, he ran in after me. No, he's welcome. But yeah, Matt, Matthew, if you could wildly speculate, which is what this podcast is not only good for, but pretty much the only thing we do here is wild speculation. <laughs> what could you speculate is the, the big enchilada, the, the multiple different mazes that we can know our own part i can know the can i can know the podcast maze i can tell you about how i've been shadow banned or suppressed but the second someone starts talking to me about yeah finance or the used car market or medicine i'm you know i'm i'm drooling i'm slack jawed i don't know what they're talking about same thing when i start telling them about manipulation of my own growth on the podcast they're looking at me like i'm insane what do you think is if you take all these different slices of the maze that makes up the world what do you think you because you said you think the financial side's bigger than the medicine side do you oh think, way bigger so do you think this is just another not that makes it any better but it's just another money grab that there's been transfers of wealth all throughout human history is this just the latest way that they're fucking us no i i think it's larger i think that that the leadership does not know how to continue into the future yeah and is scared like they're scared that they're going to run out of oil, right? And there's there's this giant misunderstanding about peak oil because you can have the most successful civilization in the universe that goes out to the stars, populates the galaxy, whatever, and there there will necessarily be peak oil for that civilization. It will go up and then it will begin to go back down again as technology feedback loops, um, you know, make that uh, the use of the oil more efficient or find other other resources gradually. But in the meantime, they've been miseducating people very badly in the West. 
right? Um, our society used to be, you know, person per person, sort of, you know, much smarter. Uh, we have this Prussian style education system where everybody was miseducated um, while they were moving jobs east. And I think that this was a matter of corporations sort of taking control of governance themselves, but they really didn't know how. They were, they were shipping so many jobs east, um, not that people in the east, you know, don't deserve jobs or anything, but they were creating a schism in society and sort of an imbalance of, of who could have input in society. And so they cut off they cut off the healthy societal feedback loops um, in terms of understanding what the problems were. And now they look back and they go, you know what? Uh, we're, we're telling everybody we're heading toward this singularity, but we actually don't know how to navigate the next step. So the only way that we know how to navigate it may be to cut off a certain portion of the people. I, I don't know. Like, and this is speculation. I'm not saying this is what's going on, but it feels that way, right? Whereas. If, if perhaps everybody had simply been educated, you had all kinds of people running, you know, their own small technology businesses, their own small business, period, all business is technology, right? If something is worth investing in, then, then you invest a dollar in it and you get more output than input. And that is where you get the singularity curve. You know, it, it's all just, it, it's just an exponential function, it's just, a, you know, rises gradually. Um, and, and I think that, that the more power has been put in one place, the more you have a few people who can't manage it all. Yeah. It, 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 because it doesn't need to be managed. You know, the economy is not a thing that, that was designed, so it's not designed to be managed. Um, but those people look down, and any mistake that they make becomes amplified to so many orders of magnitude. You know, and this is the, this is the failure of top-down systems. You know, we have to have a bottom-up system. And now we have this one new thing, this, you know, if, if Bitcoin really is a challenge to, to dollar dominance, then we have this tension between the top-down and the bottom-up, whereas everything has been going more top-down over the years. And now suddenly you have this one thing that may cut off a lot of that mechanism. You know, are, are the people at the top struggling to both survive themselves, um, you know, keep enough resources around that they think, will be needed for the next era, um, maintain their control. You know, when, when you imagine what their perspective might be, it, it begins to get weird and you can see the chaos yeah. if you can't completely describe it. I don't know. Anyway, I, no, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to put words together yeah, as no, I can. <laughs> no, I think that I, but I think that makes sense is, it's like Me if, too. You, if you don't know what's coming, if you know an emergency is coming, but that's it. I mean, you would, right? You would, you, you'd make sure you had a basement. You'd maybe make sure that you had like a vault door. You'd make sure you had food, water, you need matches. Do we need penicillin? Probably need some guns. Probably need some shovels, some radios. What's coming? Is it a tornado? Is it a flood? Is it a riot? Is it a stampede? Is it a bunch of snow? Is it a fire? You don't know, but there is like a certain amount of base emergency that like if I just didn't tell you what the emergency was, right? If I told you you could bring one cheat sheet into an exam, but I don't get to tell you what exam it is, you try to bring in the core things from each of your classes. And then whether it was a physics exam or a biology exam or a calculus exam, you'd have, right, you'd want to try to hedge your bet so you could at least get away with some sort of passing grade. I think that probably makes the most sense. They were approaching this insane frontier of just it's it's all expanding so quickly with nanotechnology, 
and 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 supercomputing and and space travel and, and population artificial booms. Intelligence. yeah artificial intelligence and population booms and limited resources and we're acidifying the oceans and climate change it just might be this thing where they can't possibly see what it is and because it's kind of developed into this top down system it's become clunky and it's collapsing under its own weight and it doesn't have that sort of natural intelligence of a whole bunch of individuals looking forward that maybe there's just this sort of buy all the wheat, buy all the oil, build some bunkers, and we don't know what's coming because it might not even be survival. They might be looking at, they might not even be concerned about survival. They might just be looking at, there's this new wave coming of VR and, and Bitcoin and quantum computing where we might lose our power. Like our actual, we don't get to be in charge anymore. And to you and I, we look at it as like, oh, we're going to be fine. It's just the next stage of humanity. And they've, but they're going, no, there's been like an elite for the past 5,000 years. And they might be going, we don't want that. Fuck, I have no idea. I actually think that that, that level of talk about the singularity is actually a facade. That that's, um, it, we are nowhere near anything like AGI. I don't think so. Um, I, I, don't even, I don't even believe in AGI. Um, you know, we have these measurements of things called Lyapunov exponents that, that, that quantify differentials between, you know, like a, a, a state of operation in a system um, and, and, you know, let's say reality or something like that. You know, there's, there's no measurement of zero Lyapunov exponents. There's no, there's, you know, there's some kernel that then explodes in, in your sort of chaos theory you know, um, I can't remember what that effect is, but, you know, so long as there's some kernel of difference between the truth and the model, it eventually diverges, yeah. right? Um, but I think the technologists have been telling the elite um, stories that were so grandiose that the elite were misinvesting in the technologists uh, for decades now. And and that this is part of the problem, too, is that you, you have, when finance has become so centralized... And then you have such misallocation and nobody really knows who to blame and everybody's pointing fingers everywhere else. And here's an example, Theranos. You know, you had all these um, elites pushing money through, um, uh, what's her name? Is it Elizabeth Holmes? Yeah, 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 uh, the, yeah. I know who you're talking about, yeah. Thank you. And, and, you have, and you have all this money going in and, and, you know, it looks like a sham, right? I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it looks like a sham. Um, I actually think that's been going on in nearly all of the sexy technological spaces. And then and then people go, oh, maybe it's the end of technology. There's nothing new under the sun. I'm just like, oh, God, you know, no, no. Uh, you know, it's because you've been over-centralizing all technological investment. And so all the technology that we have been, uh, been creating that has been moving forward has been asymmetric technology. How do you spy on other human beings? How do you create a cage that people can't get out of? How do you tag people? so that you can watch them. And then you have this watcher class and they're removed from the entire process of producing within a technological civilization, right? That's how you construct something that will break down because eventually it's too top heavy. And even if you have an exponential rise in, in productivity, the fact that you stopped investing in symmetric productivity and just started investing in, in surveillance technology means that, that you are cutting off your own neck, right? You're cutting off your own head. Um, so I, I think that these are all pieces of it that fit in together. And uh, and I feel like I'm getting into spaces where I'm trying to find the words as I go. No, I know you, <laughs> no, no, I don't. Trust me, I do it every day on this podcast. You get kind of close to like an idea and it's like, you're like feeling around in the dark and you're like, you feel yeah, this right. like shape. It's, you're it's like, and there's, and yeah, you're trying to put together words and it's not, but the general 
I know what you're talking about. It's, I th- but I think that's probably the most accurate thing is it's any difference between the model and reality when amplified enough. It's like when you start learning like chemistry or something, they always start by telling you like, Hey, like the, the model we're going to teach you is incorrect. Like the electrons aren't orbiting like planets, but for all intents and purposes of that class, that's fine. But once you start making a hyper-realistic simulation, you have to include that it's like uh, probability orbits, right? Because otherwise it does it does kind of propagate outwards to the point where the changes are start to become uh, too meaningful to ignore. It's probably mm-hmm. something like that. It's when you have a very top-heavy system and they're sold the bill of goods of, you know, this is the future, and it's all invested in there, it might work well for a while, like a general chemistry class, and that may be what we've seen for the past 50 years. It seems like it's working. We got internet, we got touchscreen phones, we got Uber. But as the system gets more and more in-depth and it's applied over a greater and greater population and eventually the entire planet, then we start to see the meaningful deviations in what it is. And I, I don't know what that would be. Am I getting any, anywhere close to what you were saying, Matthew? Um, I wasn't thinking about it as whether it was close to what I was saying. I was just listening. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm at a blank for the moment. Um, no, you're fine. I, I, I've been uh, getting too little sleep and doing too many you things. Quite all right. last few days. You're quite all right. Let's, uh, let's, I, let's, I, I'm, I'm going to pass for a moment. No, you're fine. Let's, <laughs> let's take, let's, I think we should shirk all responsibility and throw it on Dr. Rose because Dr. Rose hasn't talked in 10 minutes. Dr. Rose, your thoughts on all of this. I think she is frozen. Is she frozen for you? Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that for fifty years, I, I'll try to do this justice. I think that for fifty years, there has been this process of intentionally neutering the West by by you know, like I said earlier, take, shipping some jobs out. But I think that what they really want is to have a balanced East-West. This is when I say they. I mean the oligarchs who have enough power to you know move that level of finance. I think that they were able to get into the U.S. government, get get a hold of all the controls of power to really be able to move that much money around. I think that they wanted to balance the East and the West and turn the, turn us all into serfs and have a fake competition between us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's interesting when I talk with people that I know who uh, live in China or have lived in China recently, I find that they, they tell me that China has changed in the last 10 years dramatically in the same way that we are watching our culture war. Just right. Like- Aren't you like, Clearly, the U.S. is um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah um, Doctor Rose. Yeah, we saw you disappear. You're back with us. Recording stop. The what? Did you see the flash? The flash before I left. No. No. Okay, so we're we're having the shittiest weather ever, and we're having a terrible storm right now. And that was there was a lightning flash that illuminated my whole recording world. in progress. And turned off the internet, of course, because, you know, the connection sucks. And then when when I, I guess I was off then, there was this boom of thunder, like, that was so loud that it shook the house. <laughs> it's crazy storm. That's where I went. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're alive. 
<laughs> yeah, well, geez, the lightning felt like it was right there outside the window. It was so bright. Jeez. I can't believe you guys didn't see it. No, you just vanished. You, I, I guess you froze right as it happened. It was yeah. one of those. Yeah, it, it was like flamenco. Yeah. <laughs> it, that happened once last year to my buddy Roger in New Orleans. There was a hurricane, and there was like the last frame his computer captured was like his power going out and it was him like he, he was too fast for him to notice he was just talking but like for a half a frame like you could see the power in his house go out while his computer was still on so all of a sudden he was just dark and then it vanished and i got a call from him he's like no power but uh um matthew i think you're correct in what you were saying in that the individuals that do have enough power to influence the rise of nations i think you're right i think i think whoever it is whoever they are the elite I think a strong America has been the uh, the big, not even some nationalism sense. I think a strong West based on, you know, human rights and civil liberties and freedom and free flow of information. I think that has been the biggest thorn in their side. And because it became so powerful after World War II, it's taken 50 years to weaken it. Uh, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding talks about it in his book, Stealth War. I've had him on here. He's a one-star general in Obama's National Security Council, but he talks about it, how it's been a very long, slow, not outright war, but it's been infiltration of the government. It's been uh, economic. It's been uh, cultural. It's been uh, social. And what they want is a strong East and a strong West, whether the East is Russia or whether it's China. It doesn't matter. You want a bipolar world. You don't want a unipolar America, fuck yeah, kind of world police, because that sucks for anyone that wants to pit the world against each other. <coughs> and I think you're probably correct. They want a, a bipolar world. with Because when you have like a Cold War type thing, you can do all sorts of shady shit when you constantly have a boogeyman on the other side. When you just have mm -hmm. America kind of laying down the law against a bunch of smaller nations, you can't really pit the population against each other. And thus, you can't do divide and conquer. Yeah, the bipolar circumstance is a means to an end. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think they care. They, they, um, they just want the divide and governance aspect. They want to be able to govern, and they want to be able to maintain as the parasitic class. Speaking of which, has anybody heard all these stories about uh, like where all the billionaires are have gone during the pandemic? Mm -mm. No, but where have they gone? <laughs> um, there, were, there were stories about billionaires buying homes in New Zealand right before the pandemic, right? Oh, right, yeah. Um, but then uh, the, the two Google founders went off and, and they're like, they've been living on their private islands. And my understanding is like maybe like the whole time. But uh, here, here's one. Here's one that I got personal um, information about. This is interesting. So I was in a meeting in um, May of, of 2019 in Atlanta. And, um, and somebody there had documents in their hands uh, from James Cameron, who reached out to all his friends, said, hey, we need to like pool $250 million, have this big crypto fund together, all move to New Zealand and hide from what's about to come down. And it was, it was vague and weird. And, you know, so later that year, I found out he was, in fact, he had, in fact, moved to New Zealand. So he moved to New Zealand, started organic farming, had this ethic of like, you know, no cows because they burp and that's global warming, right? But apparently after one year of organic farming, he found out you can't do that, so he has a cow. 
and, and there's an article about this from New Zealand about like his neighbors like peeking over the fence, like you know, making sure he understood what farming really meant. But but he really did. He he thought that the world was about to go through some great cataclysm, apparently, and did move to New Zealand. And is you know he he's doing the farm and and hide from civilization thing. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck's in New Zealand, though? Why hide from there? Why oh, man, great waves, beautiful landscapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he filmed, he filmed some movies there, apparently. Yeah, well, yes! Have you, have you heard of these oh. Lord, of the, Lord of the Rings oh, fuck movies? You. I never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that makes, that, that makes sense. I love, I love Dr. Rose's outlook. In my mind, I'm like, what's the tactical Armageddon uh, advantage? Dr. Rose is like, great waves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in, in global conflict you're not in anybody's way yeah and yeah. you don't need that much oil to be part of society there yeah i mean there's like a million something people that's all right mm-hmm. so i don't know lots of earthquakes and uh potential for uh tsunamis though i guess so but it's pretty yeah, yeah you know, pretty I, I i can't fault anybody who'd want to live there I mean, you know, not not with not with the pandemic policy from the past two years. Otherwise, <laughs> so yeah, you'd have to tolerate Jacinda. So, Matthew, do you think then what's going on with Russia and Ukraine? Do you think that plays into the theory of us wanting a bipolar world, or they? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about. I, I thought about this a lot lately. Um, so uh, there are a lot of people who have this theory of this being a controlled war, and that's very possibly true, right? Like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't want anybody to, like, you know, tweet at me and be like, you know, um, uh, you don't know what's going on. Of course I don't know what's going on there. You know, we don't have enough images. Um, like, we, we, we see and hear images of, like, you know, Russia using its worst, like, its throwaway military equipment. Like, I, I don't know. But, you know, if, if what you wanted was to justify rising prices for everything— and maybe even shutting off the spigot of Russian oil mm. um, and, and starving two billion people. Yeah, you know uh, the, we're we're pulling billions of dollars of food off the market, right? Um, I mean, people talk about the wheat, but then there's the sunflower oil, and and you've got you know all these countries in the Middle East, North Africa that um, depend on vast amounts of that coming out of Ukraine. But then, really, Russia will probably be a net importer of food, I assume, with with the you know Ukraine and Russia both being sort of shut off from that they're they're both going to need to import food but uh shutting off the gas and and you know will will they blow up the pipelines through belarus right that's the discussion about you know you retreating ukrainians and then they're already in europe not producing as much fertilizer because the gas is so expensive well, what happens when it's not there you know and that that's a huge feedback loop we've already seen fertilizer prices double and the market's expecting it to double again this year right mm-hmm. are, are we going to see two three billion people um, you know, die because we have these inter- interdependent feedback loops and somebody really just decided they didn't want to manage all of what was going on. So we're just going to have a controlled war in Russia, Ukraine, cut off the food supply of the world. And, and then, then we'll go back to normal, normal. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but that it, it's a plausible theory. It, it feels, it feels like a reasonable map of reality right now. Sadly, yeah. No, and then and don't worry about people attacking you. If if you use any critical thinking, they're gonna attack you. So it doesn't matter. But no, I mean, to me, I just look at like the layout of it. 
massive media blitz. There's one side that's socially acceptable for you to have, but if you have an opinion on the other side, you're automatically a Nazi. If you even try to hear out what a devil's advocate explanation could be, you're a Nazi. Everyone changed their profile picture. Everyone's in lockstep. Every corporation's in lockstep. And no one's allowed to question this. It's just... And I don't know what's... I have no idea what's going on. I'm 31 with a biology degree, no military experience, in an apartment in Maryland. I'm, I'm absolutely aware I have no idea what's going on. It just seems too convenient that all of a sudden it's Putin's oil prices. It's Putin's inflation. Putin, who's been there for 20... He just snapped and said, fuck Ukraine. There's no U.S. biolabs there. There's not something going on. It just so happens that they can use this to cut off oil and cut off the breadbasket of Europe. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it seems a little too... If China invaded Taiwan, I'd be like, well, that's just bad timing. This is just fucking weird. I don't know. Dr. Rose, we haven't let you talk in like 30 minutes. Well, I was just thinking like... Um... Uh, I, I have a kind of a childish approach to a lot of complicated issues. Uh, not childish, childlike. Because um, I do often think like back to what I would, what I would have thought or what I did think when I was young. Um, and I remember, you know, I grew up in the eighties. I was born in the seventies, and and I remember the demonization of Russia, you know, we all, we all know about that. It's always been, it's, it's horrifying because I've never even been to Russia and I have a lot of Russian friends that I love and all I've ever heard in, in media, I suppose, and from presidents and prime ministers are negative connotations associated with Russia and I have no, I had no way to validate it, but it gets in here, you know, it gets in here when you're young and programming and programming. And so I'm watch. I, I've kind of avoided this, this topic, but you can't now. And it gets in and I've heard some very intelligent things um, said, like what you just said about what might be going on and I came to the conclusion the other day that it appears as though everything I've ever been told, not just on this subject matter, but on, on anything to do with controlling the world has been a freaking lie. Like, and it might even be the opposite. I mean, like 180 degrees in the opposite direction. I'm not saying it is, but what if it is? And I always have to ask that question. What if... This is absolutely a fucking bold, sorry, a bold-faced lie that we're being told about the, you know, the, the reason this is happening. Yeah. What if, uh, and it's the same, you know, it's the same, we can reel it back to the COVID crap. It's like, what if this whole bloody thing has been a freaking lie? And I think that that also brings it back to the, the the mass psychosis that we're you know we're witnessing. It's like it has to be that way because if your whole life turns out to be a bloody lie, you know most people I guess won't be able to psychologically face that reality. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but no, um, no it's it's perfect. It's. Not only could oh. everything be wrong. Okay, I'll, I'll go then. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, it was perfect. 
Because not, not only could everything be wrong, it could also be the entirely exact opposite. Like, because once you entertain that it could be wrong, you're thus entertaining that you don't know what the answer is. And that means, that means that, hey, what if we're the bad guys? What if we're fucking right. over this world? And that's, that's not comfortable, as I can say with a guy with an American flag behind me. What if we're fucking up the world? No one batted an eye when we invaded Iraq. That was a sovereign Well, apparently nation. a lot of people on the other side of the world think the U.S. is fucking up the rest of the world. Yeah. We even make mocking movies about it, like America. You know, that's what that yeah. movie's about. Matt we're we're going to save the world yeah. from, from ourselves, ruining every place. <laughs> Matt <laughs> and Damon. I live in the Matt Damon. <laughs> I love Matt Damon. I live in the Middle East, and so I have like a different perspective on stuff that I I had when I lived in North America. Fifteen years is a, you know it's a decent enough amount of time to kind of assess the cultural differences and the you know the mentality differences. And I'm not saying I'm an expert or anything, but. It occurs to me sometimes that it's like, wow, everyone on my side of the world where I come from is so freaking naive to so much of what's going on in the world. Like, I'm not saying there isn't good in the world, but there's a lot of bad going on. And I don't think most people in the West are even aware of it because I think it's, it's, you know, it's all glitz and glamour and, and everyone basically has a decent quality of life. Maybe not so much in the States. For the last decade, you know, I hear people are selling selling their plasma to f- to feed themselves in some places, but I don't hear that. I know that that's true. There's a documentary about it. It's the saddest thing I ever heard. But like from from I'm from Canada, and I I just I know even my own family and they're they're brainiacs with PhDs and stuff. They have no idea what's going on in many places in the world. Mostly it's because they haven't been. See, if you don't see something with your eyes, it's hard to, like, make that re- realistic connection. But it's it's like, it's so important to doubt everything. And I know how hard that is, it, but it's like, um, yeah, it puts you into a tailspin. And it's exactly what you said. It's like this, I don't have freaking clue what's going on anymore. I have no idea. And it always reels back to the, the the conclusion that this this thing that we're in, this existence, reality, whatever it is, it's like it seems to always come back to the individual experiences that you're having, like with with singular beings, and those are the pivotal moments in life. So it's like I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No, 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 it's, no. It's like, you're, you're you're hitting the nail on the head. It's Okay. I can't believe anyone understands what I'm saying. No, I do. Yeah, I'm listening, and and what I what I hear, what you're describing, and and I think this feeds into the mass psychosis thing, and and there's there's a piece that I want to to try to insert into that conversation. But people are set up with a cognitive distance. People are set up with this thing that would snap back. The the reflex would be too hard for most people to to handle it, right? And, And this is this is why we need such a brutal you know, Prussian uh, educational system. Um, this is why we need, um, uh, you know, th- this is why a lot of the lies were erected. You, you set people up with too much cognitive dissonance for them to then examine what the reality of the situation is. I think that the world, though, is now changing so fast 
that there's no way to stop some of those people from having that snapback reaction, like an earthquake in their own head and, and, and coming to realize what's going on. I actually think that that's affecting our sort of side of the pandemic. Um, you know, like I said, I, I think that there are many people sort of on our side of, hey, we need truth and medicine, truth and this, truth and that. I, I think that many of them have gone through the personal earthquake. And because of that, um, uh, they're in moments where they can't see the whole big picture yet. You know, they're having to manage their own earthquake, perhaps. Um, But I I think that that's part of the mass psychosis. I think that people are set up with, um, well, one, that there's a promise. There's sort of a heaven. You know, it's almost like, um, uh, you know, suicide bombers, which goes back a thousand years to the Hashishim. Um, where these boys were taken, you know, before puberty, but they were, you know, wined and dined and sexed where, where they were, they were drugged, you know, taken to, you know, beautiful garden, wined and dined and sexed and, and told that was heaven, told that they had a vision of heaven. And, you know, you spend a week in that and you come out and you're told that you believe that's heaven. You're maybe you're 13 years old and now you're willing to do anything to get back there. Um, in a sense, we are raised with a lesser version of that within the school systems. And right now, the promise of that seems less and less apparent to people coming out of the system, though. And yeah. that's part of what is forcing um, a, a reckoning, an accounting of the system. And, um, you know, you have a lot of young people, I think, who haven't snapped out of, you know, let's say things like wokeness per se, but they do know that their, you know, college debt slavery, you know, wasn't quite the deal that they imagine would take place in a good and healthy world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's so fascinating because like in a certain age group now, I can, I I seem, I don't know. I'm I'm looking at things by age group a lot more lately because I'm older and like, I wonder how much the age groups even are aware how abnormal so much of the normalized shit is like paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get an education. Yeah. That's weird to me. Is that weird it's to you guys? Shit. How much did you pay to learn R? Yeah, exactly. Just some man hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like bizarro world how medical doctors, let's let's use Israel for an example. They have to go to school. It's very hard to get into medical school here. You have to go for seven years of school and then you have to do your residency and all that shit. And you have to pay an enormous amount of money, I think. I'm not sure exactly how much it is, but a lot of money to fund this. And then when you get out here and you finally start to be able to practice what you've learned, uh, it's mainly just doling out pills by prescription and you get paid diddly squat here. You can't get out of your debt, but people still enroll. I'm like, why? Okay, why not at least go to a country? I know it's not as easy as just going to another country and starting a medical school program there, but I mean, I don't know. It just seems like utter insanity to me. And you live your entire life accumulating debt, and for what? I, I I don't know. I find I find the whole thing so weird. I know it's not everyone, but they're they're still. I see it. It's like people are still trapped in in that 
delusion. It's a delusion that that's normal. That's how it is. You have to pay. It's crept up on us. It's crept up on us. Right. Really yeah, fun. and it became normal too fast, man. It, yeah, it, uh, what, what you said earlier, Jessica, was, uh, when, when the, when the world gets so foggy and you don't know what's cognitive dissonance and what's illusion and what's misinformation and what's disinformation and what's fake and what's real and what's the opposite of what and uh, do you just think it's the opposite? It does kind of come back to, I mean, it's almost a meditation. It comes back to, okay, like, where am I? It's, okay, it's me. It's Tommy. It's, it's cloudy and rainy today. I went to the gym. I'm doing a podcast with you guys. I'm going to play some video games with my friends later. I'm going to get groceries. And I'm going to make dinner. You can, you almost have to get to the point where it's like, if it's not within earshot and eye shot of you, I mean, you can't stick your head in the sand, but at the same time, like to do anything else is almost, you're taking a huge gamble and assuming there are people like, volunteering like on reddit to go fly to ukraine and fight and who have got killed and now things have come out in the last two weeks since they've been killed that like the ghost of kiev doesn't exist like the snake island thing all those soldiers survived there are u.s bio labs but their life is gone now like their existence is over it's done you almost simply logging online and allowing it to sway you even remotely emotionally is a huge gamble because you don't know what's real. You don't know if you're looking at like an example. It's it's almost like the graphics are so good. You don't know if you're looking at a live feed or a video game. And, but that goes with everything, every news article and not just about Ukraine. I mean, about the world, you almost can't get too sucked in because to allow it any amount of energy from your mind, emotionally or spiritually or whatever, or even just to stay in your mind rent free you almost have to only take what is real. Like if I go fill up my water bottle, like I'm filling up my water bottle. It's not the idea of it. And I'm not finding out that it wasn't actually water. Like I'm just going to go fill up my water bottle. You can almost just deal with those immediately around you, those in-person experiences. And, you know, the rest of the world may be on fire, but I mean, if everything's fine in your area, like it might just be like, enjoy that. For what it is wow. you know i gotta i gotta tell you something it's it's like so resonating um this morning okay i wake up every morning and i usually have a dream that i remember that i start talking about to my partner or i just start ranting about the world being on fire so this morning i woke up and i, ju- I just sit up in bed and my cat like gives me love and i i start talking to my partner about the, um, what's that word? The profundity of the exchange that I'm having with my cat. So yeah, <laughs> this, this is living with me. Well, Let's yeah. talk about the profundity of the interaction with the cat. But really, and but I'm, I was so serious because one of the things, it's exactly what you just said. One of the things that I do every day to ground myself in reality, and this is how I see it, to know that what I'm doing is meaningful 
because I try and find meaning and purpose in every day, even if it's a shitty day, mm-hmm. is I, I go feed these these cats that I've raised from birth that live by these boats. And I, I, I notice through the progression of raising them, uh, they depend on me now, but they don't just depend on me for food. They depend on me for love and attention and socialization. When I spend 10 minutes with them, just playing with them in the grass or the string, it changes their whole day. And it doesn't just change their day. It changes how they feel, not just about me, but about other people. Uh, They become more sociable and they wait for me the next day because I guess they remember that they had a good time or whatever. So it struck me one day and it's stressful because I'm, I'm kind of afraid of commitment, but um, I realized how important my time with them was and that it was very meaningful to them and that it changed their lives for the better. And that makes me feel really good. And, and, and it makes me feel it's like, it's just like my my interpretation of what you just said is exactly how I feel about that. It's like these real moments of exchange with a, with a being or a person or mother nature, or that's, that's real. That's profound. That's meaningful. Yeah. And I think your comment about the social media I had to leave Facebook because I couldn't even log in without getting emotional. Yeah. It was just, that's what it did to me. And you can't avoid that. And you don't have to be an emotional person to have that reaction because they pay people to make sure that you do have that reaction. (laughs) They prey on you. They prey on sensitivities and they, you know, you're, you're meant to get riled up and in a state of hyper sympathetic it's your limbic blah. system it's to it's to activate your limbic system i mean i right. i download several social media apps every day to upload my podcast to people think i'm crazy and then i delete them and i download them the next day it takes a couple minutes takes a couple minutes out of my day but i cannot leave facebook and instagram and twitter and snapchat on my phone because i'll find no matter what if i just end up scrolling which is just what you do if they're there, you start scrolling on them. Three hours later. <laughs> Three hours later. But not only that, you'll start to notice you'll kind of come to scrolling and all you're doing is, I don't know, for me, you're just belittling yourself. You're like, I don't live a nearly as great as a life as all these people. And then you're like, but you find yourself like, I'll do that. I'll be getting all worked up at how happy everyone is. And then like, I'll accidentally drop my phone or something. And I'll realize that I'm laying there in a clean bed in an apartment with working air conditioning, a functioning toilet and shower, a refrigerator with fresh food. I in said it. this yesterday, and dude. There's something weird going on in the universe. But, I said that exact same thing. An air conditioner, a heater, a roof, the a lights bed. Work. Sheets, I got a blanket. Lights. Like uh, I got, I, you know, I got, I got, some, I got some like slippers and like a phone, <laughs> like you know. Knock on wood, every one of my family is alive and healthy. I can pick up my phone and call my parents. I got a good night's sleep. And I'm like, I am in what 99.9% of humanity, a king from a thousand years ago, would rule at the life I live. Yes. Here I am 
sitting in paradise of electricity and safety and going, having another kid. Look at that car they got. That house looks nice. And it's like, you're in heaven and you're pissed off at like the color of the napkins on the endless buffet of fresh food. It's like, dude, we haven't. Precisement. I don't know what that means. It means precisely. We haven't let Matthew talk. <laughs> Matthew, we're just Matthew, berating you with our spirit. Talk about heaven. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off that the that, uh, the chef might be poisoning some of the food. Yeah, the chef might be poisoning some of the food, sure. But chef, yeah. chef looks shady. Chef looks Let's shady. But hey, you know what? We can't. Maybe he did. But he hasn't poisoned us yet. And I'm going to appreciate today. That doesn't mean we shouldn't keep an eye on the chef. If he makes a move, fucking shoot him dead. However, there are like great muffins in front of us right now. Like, that's what I mean. Like, the cats. Like, it's real. I don't know what's going on in Ukraine. Are you, is Ukraine the bad guys? Is it Putin? Did America did it? I don't know. But I do know that, like, I'm going to call my mom later. Me and my friend are going to play some video games who have known since fifth grade. We're going to laugh. I'm going to eat dinner. I'm going to listen to like a podcast. And do you know what that does to the universe? Not that I know, but what I think it does to the universe is the ripple effect. Yeah. Like all of that, that energetic uh, benevolence, I don't know what to call it. I I believe this. I think that if you're, it's kind of like that, you know, what you think will, will transmit and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I do believe in the energetic output yeah. that you that you give out. If if it's if it's with gratefulness, not to sound like a granola, but if you exactly what you just said, if you stand in this moment and understand how freaking lucky you are just to be standing in this moment, even if you're like outside in the rain, you you if you understand that and you transmit it then I think you're having some kind of energetically good uh, uh, effect. Yeah, yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. Ripple effect in, in the world of beings because we're all energetic beings, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, at its most base level, like, sometimes when I'll meditate, I'll try to think about, like, a big, no, life is good, life is good. And then sometimes I'll go even deeper and be like, I exist like the fact that for who knows how many hundreds of trillions raised to the trillionth power universes have existed before, or maybe none, but like right now I get to experience this and it might go away and there might never be another, but even if it's a shitty day, you're like, I get to experience a stub toe. You're like, that's still an it is just like a, this like limitless fountain of, I mean, really it's joy. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah. And everything else is kind of okay after that. That doesn't make it any less bad that people's apartments are getting blown up by artillery. But like, I mean, there's really only so much of your mind that you can give to it before it, it almost feels like you're squandering. Well, especially when you have no way of, of knowing where to What's put little, your yeah. energy or your thoughts because yeah. we're we're just we're being manipulated all the freaking time as far as i can see yeah with 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 bold faced lies 
to serve a, a malevolent purpose from what I can see. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, I'd be the first person uh, to help anyone out who needed help. Um, but I, I mean, I do that. It's, it's just like what we were talking about. It's like, I try and do that locally so that I can actually impose an effect. Yeah. So it's like, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I do. I, I do find myself wondering like what, what is the truth of that story? Yeah. Maybe we'll find out one day. Yeah. It is that like, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll be doing the podcast in this room and it, like it's dark and I have lighting, and so the lighting's always uniform and it's like cold. We keep the air conditioning on because the computers get hot. And like sometimes if I'm having like a bad day, I'll start to really really start to notice that it's like dark and cold. And I'll start to like without even thinking about it, I'll just start to assume that it's dark and cold outside. And then I'll go and get the mail. It's like four PM and like sunny and like seventy. And I'm like what? <laughs> it's this weird, like, I thought it was raining outside. And it's like, no, dude, it's it's like the middle of the summer. You see, like, a dog running by and, like, birds chirping. And, like, there's a beautiful sunset. And you're like, it's so warm. And you're like, oh. Like, that's kind of, for me, it's like, like, the warmness is my own life. And sometimes I get sucked into my phone. And, like, you look through the phone and you're like, oh, it's raining, cold, and sad. And it's like, dude, drop the fucking phone. Like, if you're, like yeah. at, if you're on, like, a beach, but you've just, like, and you found, like, a cooler, and you've just stuck your hands in the ice, and you're going, it's so cold. It's, like, take your hands out of the fucking ice. <laughs> like, you're on a beach of, like, limitless sand in every direction. It's sunny. And you're sitting there with your hands in the ice going, it's so fucking cold, and no one else knows how cold it is. And it's, like, all right, jackass. Like, you can do that if you want. But no, no one's doing it to yourself. The only thing that's happening is you're doing it to yourself. It's not yeah. reality. Yeah, I don't know. You know, to spin off of that too, on, on the, the whole COVID nightmare thing, like people do need to start realizing how important they are. Like, um, I think that's a huge problem with our species, like especially now, like people don't understand how relevant they are and how meaningful everything they do every day is. Like it's all that matters. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, if we're ever going to, if we're going to have a message for today, maybe, maybe that should be one for, for people realize how important you are. I was going to say, don't get injections. Yeah, yeah, I, I, don't I, get mystery injections. Yeah, that's, I think <laughs> that, that mess you up. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to name the episode. Uh, what is it? The profundity of what was it? The profundity. Uh, the profundity of talking to your cat. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to name it because I don't think. I, I don't, There's I one right now. Hi, Hello. He understands. He knows how important his butt is to be in the frame. Hell yeah, dude. The cat doesn't give a shit. The cat does not care about. <laughs> the cat doesn't care about Ukraine or inflation. Honey badger doesn't care. Honey badger doesn't give a oh, no, shit. No, 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 no. Don't don't say this cat doesn't care about Ukraine. Oh. That's that's not right. We. We we should let this cat decide. You're right. We should yeah. let it. Maybe the cat. What, what, what if the cat's wow, just like? Close. Look at the face in the wall. <laughs> you want to say hi to mine? <laughs> what if Here, the, look. the cat's just like, like an ultra nationalist? Oh my god. <laughs> this one's a big one. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Are you mad? Are you gonna bite me now? What if the cat does care about Ukraine? Which is like an ultra nationalist, <laughs> like Azov Battalion supporting cat, and we're all just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's just some neo Nazi. Well, I, I figure the only reason we're online is because the cats are secretly communicating while we're talking. <laughs> Dude, what and if they, that's they're, it? they're they're running the world? Dude, it's the cat podcast, and right now we're all like the pets. They're like, oh, look at the human, look at the human, but it's really the cats are having a podcast. Jesus. Yeah, this one's like, would these people just shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up and get some food? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I don't like food. Matthew, Dr. Rose, let's wrap this one up. My brain's thoroughly cooked. We st- okay. Again, we started with fairs. We ended up with the profundity of cats. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's the profundity of talking the to profundity cats. of talking to cats. That's the episode. Get episode, it right. Episode seven five six. The profundity. I, I was told by someone when I first moved here not to talk to cats because it made me look crazy, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> nah, fuck off. Who cares? So be it. So be it. I will. Uh, I will email this episode to you guys when it's up. As always, I would love to do another one. You guys are a trip to talk to, uh, and the kitties. Um, and, uh, I'll put I'll put uh, I'll put your y'all sub stacks and websites I'll put all that good stuff in the description guys please go check it out and uh, Matthew I think uh, you and I have an, an episode that we still need to hash out right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I had uh, bronchitis yeah. for a weekend uh, for the first time in like 20 years but uh, yeah I'm happy to do that sometime that'll, that'll be uh, that'll be fun yeah all right well Thank you so much, Matthew, Dr. Rose, everybody else out there, the profundity of talking to cats. That's what this episode is. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Recording stopped. Peace.